The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It smells right in here. Yeah. He is Toe Reinagel. I'm Jason (laughs) Minix. The Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud in one of the better quarterback matchups of a weekend where... It feels like half the games are featuring a backup quarterback or a third string or at least an unestablished starter. Let's talk about it with John McLean joining us now as he does every Thursday on the Buyers Barricades guest line. John, how's your Thursday? It's great, guys. It was the second most impressive passing game by Houston quarterback I've witnessed, and it's the best in the NFL by any player this season. And he, it was historic because he's the first rookie to throw for at least 450 yards, five touchdowns, without an interception in NFL history. But I was uh, talking to Warren Moon today. I'm going to do a column with him on Stroud. His game at Kansas City in December of 1990, in which it was raining, wind was blowing, icy, and he threw for 527 yards, second most in NFL history, to Norm Van Brocklin's still record, 554, and I think like 51. And uh, that is still because of the conditions then and against a great Kansas City defense. That's still the, the most impressive game I've seen by Houston quarterback and maybe the most impressive I've seen by any quarterback. You know, John, we were talking today, and it's uh, you know that was a shootout, obviously, between Tampa and, and Houston, but it was – uh, it, it was a game that it, it looked like C.J. Stroud just said, get on my back, we're not going to lose this game. And I think for a young player like that to have that kind of a, that kind of moxie, if you will, is really impressive. That's a great way to put it, Joe. He, um, and I wrote a column today on SportsRadio610.com about him and comparing his start to Watson's start in 2017, how many similarities they have. And Watson had a game like that in Seattle, a shootout, in which he kept leading the Texans to scores, but the defense uh, couldn't stop Russell Wilson in the last minute. The roles were reversed. And after that game, uh, Richard Sherman and their DB said it was the greatest game they'd ever had played against him by a rookie or a veteran. And and they lost. The Texans won this one. As bad as the Texans defense was, and it had been really good, giving up only 18.3 points a game, but Baker Mayfield played well. And I thought if it if the shoe was on the other foot and the Bucks had gotten the ball, they might have been the one to score the last touchdown. So they were very fortunate that it was him. And what made it the circumstances, just like Moon played outdoors in December in bad weather, to not have your kicker and have a four-string running back kicking and to lose six players who didn't come back, have no running game whatsoever, it was all on Stroud. And he was really, besides spiking a ball to stop the clock, he was 5 of 5 for 75 yards and he left six seconds. And some of that was just bad because they have a corner, Carlton Davis to third. A couple of days ago, he could, it was just a nightmare. And it was because he burned him for three of his five touchdowns, including the game winner. But watching Stroud do that has just blown everybody away. And I keep seeing national media talking about in the MVP race. And I think 
Yes, it was an incredible performance, but the week before he threw for 140 yards and no touchdowns at Carolina in a game they lost on a field goal with no time left. So now he's going up against the Bengals who've won four in a row. They moved up a weight class on Sunday. But even if they lose that game and they're seven-point underdogs, they still have three in a row coming at home against Arizona. Jacksonville, who they beat by 20 in Jacksonville to, after an 0-2 start, and then they have Denver here. So even if they lose this, which they should, they have a chance to, to win possibly three, two out of three, and stay right in the wild card race. And and that's what's uh, amazing when you think about it. And as you mentioned, John McClain, uh, rookie quarterback's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. You, you know, Carolina... Uh, unexplainable except he's a rookie and then you come back to the Tampa Bay game and and that's there but is they're sitting at four and four which they're getting close to the projected win total that most had for this team if they don't make the playoffs this year is it a disappointment no absolutely not you know they won three four and four the last three seasons I picked them to go six and eleven and uh, they're playing in a tougher conference what happens is and they still need players. Like their injury report, they had 23 guys yes. on there yesterday. Jeez. There's a good chance they could play without, um, let's see, without Nico Collins. They are playing without their kicker, Kaimi Fairbairn, Stephen Nelson, their best corner, Damian Pierce, best running back, Henry Toa leads the team in tackles, and Jimmy Ward, their safety, he's out with a hamstring. And then there's others who are limited participation, like Will Anderson Jr., Blake Cashman, Jonathan Grenard, and Laramie Tunsil. So they have overcome injuries so far, but I think it's a gallant effort. People see that this team has improved. They have their franchise quarterback. So even if they don't make the playoffs, that get people really fired up for next season. Yeah, no question about it. You know, and Jason and I were talking, John, about the the matchup this Sunday. I mean, who would have thought it when you looked at that schedule? Uh, you see in Cincinnati there, you know, Joe Burrow's one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and you could say, man, you know, this could actually be a top ten quarterback matchup. I mean, I, I never would have dreamed that. I never would have dreamed it either. If anybody said it has playoff implications, okay, yeah, for the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> certainly not for the Texans. And now you're like, whoa. And people here are so excited, just like they're excited about the Rockets. They've won four in a row. They just beat the hell out of the Lakers, and they didn't have uh, the eyebrow, but so what? They beat them by 3-2, and, uh, and they've turned it around. Just like the Texans, they got Eman Doka, first-year coach, D'Amico Ryan's first-year coach, so the similarities are, similarities are remarkable. Now they got to sustain it, of course, but uh, I think that uh, that we know D'Amico coach. We know Bobby Slowick can coach. I'm assuming one more year Slowick will be gone. We'll get a head coaching job, but that means he's left him in a good situation. And and looking at some of these guys, as long as Stroud's healthy, well, he can't run the ball no matter who the running back is. The offensive line is terrible at run blocking, but they've good, been good at pass protection. Titus Howard plays left guard. He's terrible. He needs to move to right tackle. But the problem is right tackle, George Fant's playing well, and he can't play in guard. And they're getting Charlie Heck, their third tackle, back uh, for the first time since last year. But so what? He needs. He's not a guard. He's six foot eight. They need a left guard 
who can be a butt kicker running the ball. You know you're in trouble when your fourth starting center, Michael Dieter, is your highest-graded offensive lineman. And that's because of their poor run blocking. So uh, Stroud has to has to run this offense with – it's amazing. they got a play-action game. Why would teams even hesitate thinking they might run the ball? Because they're awful. The great John McClain joining us here on The Blitz. You think about this weekend's NFL schedule. Tonight – we're treated with a national broadcast between Carolina and Chicago. The Sunday night game, Jets Raiders. Monday, Broncos Bills. And if the, I don't know what Denver team shows up. That could be interesting. But you look at some of the quarterback matchups, the number of backups that are playing or third string guys that are playing. I mean, the Cowboys are getting something called Tommy DeVito. Have you ever seen this late in the season, this many backup quarterbacks getting starts? No. As I told somebody this week, Tommy DeVito sounds like an an arm breaker who ought to be working on the docks down in New Jersey. (laughs) Wearing a member's only jacket, driving his (laughs) IROC. Yeah, yeah. Now, teams, they're not going to say they're tanking, but why not play people like that and try to get a high pick because so many teams still need quarterbacks. And this, like the Jets and Raiders, I'm interested. You know, you got a rookie quarterback and a guy who plays like a rookie, and it's it's just amazing how bad these primetime games are. And I'll be amazed if Germany ever wants to host another game with the garbage they're being fed over there. And some intriguing storylines are who's going to get fired, and it's just I'm just blown away by how bad a lot of teams' quarterback play, and it's not all because of injuries. Yeah, but John, you're going to be watching tonight, aren't you? Um, I don't know. I'm interested <laughs> in Bryce Young. He just threw. It's so funny. He plays his best game against the Texans, and his best game was one touchdown pass and no interceptions. And Stroud had no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he ran for one. And then Bryce Young comes back and throws three, including two pick sixes. And I bet the Texans are thinking, why couldn't he just throw one against us? What's interesting about this game, now I'd like it better if Justin Fields were playing. Mm -hmm. The Bears can't lose. If the Bears lose the game, they get a higher pick. If they win the game, they get a higher pick because they have Carolina's pick. So this is one of the few times it's a no-lose game. And I read in The Athletic today by Bears beat writer who predicted Matt Eberflus would be back next year. I don't think there's any way he would be back. There, people keep. I heard Keyshawn Johnson say today, on for, I would skip Bayless that Justin Fields is better than any of the quarterback prospects this year. And I'm thinking, what planet did you go to? There's no way Justin Fields is as good as Drake May or Caleb Williams. And so, the Bears are going to have a big decision to make, like the Giants are because they have former high number one picks that are struggling. Justin Bill's a great running back, but I just I just so yes, this game has implications. One bad team has its quarterback. Was he the right guy? The other bad team doesn't have his quarterback playing tonight. There's some guy from like division five who's playing. And <laughs> but will they draft a quarterback? So there's a lot of mystery about coaching and about quarterbacks. 
the great John McClain. Read his work at sportsradio610.com. Listen to him there in the Utopia podcast. Enjoy the football weekend, John. It should be uh, interesting. Yep, interesting is a good word to put to it. Jason, Jason and Joe, thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Make sure you follow John on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John McLean on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.